down deep within my soul. Nothing better that I love in this world than driving. Well, I put it this way. There's a couple of things I can think that I love better. But there aren't many things that get me more than driving. I love to drive. The sound of those windshield wipers. The feel of those wheels under your, under your bottom. The sense of, I don't know, oneness being part of a machine. Maybe this is a male thing, a 20th century male thing, but I don't think there's a man alive who secretly to himself has not said at one time or another when the sun is coming streaking down through those Venetian blinds of his existence and he can see those little flecks of dust floating around his life. What I'd like to do is just get in that driver's seat and drive to the ends of the earth. I have a suspicion that I was born with a Pontiac under me, or an Olds, or a Fiat, or a Parati, or an Aston Martin, or a Bentley, or a Triumph. Great names, cars, and I love to drive. Look at that. Nothing ahead of us but that fantastic sea of existence. We can go any place. All right, let's get this thing started. Oh, listen to that motor. Listen to the sound of that engine. There's just nothing like it. Okay? Here we go. I got a sweet new thing I'm a woman to see in Nashville. And I'm down around Dallas, old South tonight. Long strips of rubber that you see were burn off of this rig by the likes of me and they'll rock along the highways in this land. I'm gonna sign my name in this diesel smoke and let the ones that come along behind me choke and try to beat this a pace I'm a taking in a time they can. Oh, I'm looking at the world through and through, watching it fly by me on the right. I got a sweet little thing I'm a wanting to see in Nashville. Listen to the sound of those infernal windshield wipers. <laughs> I wonder how many fantastic dramas in our lives have been played out to the sound of those wipers. Incredible love scenes in the front seat of battered old women. Tremendous fights between husband and wives. A total emergency of suddenly losing your left rear tire while you're on your way to a tremendous date and you're on the turnpike of existence and the rain is coming down and you got your new sport coat on. 
you sit in the front seat and hear nothing but windshield wipers. There have even been many of you, probably more of you than you suspect, who were conceived with the sound of windshield wipers playing quietly in the background. what Ludwig von Beethoven could have done with that. Thump. 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 Windshield wipers wiping away all the evil of the earth. <laughs>
Harold Super Service. We specialize in service all the way. And there's only one thing that he bugs me. That big old boy he stripped down Model A. At Harold Super Service, we do great jobs. We fix 30 or 40 flats every day. And just about the time we get real busy, comes that guy and he ships down Model A. He say he'll give me 50 cents worth of regular. Get my oil too, if you don't mind. Put some air in my tires, won't you, mister? Get my windows too, if you have time. Happened to me in a car. 
And of course, some of them I can't talk about on television. <laughs> Boy, I'll never forget one night in the Pontiac and a drive-in in Griffith, Indiana. Fantastic. It's a personal legend. I think it was sometimes. You know, I, I, I can see the day in the future when some president, when there's a car in the Smithsonian Institute, Chevy Station Wagon, that says in this Chevy Station Wagon, President Charles W. Applewright began life. So, you know, the car, it's more than just a set of wheels, right? It's a bedroom, it's a living room. To many people, it's almost life. You know, one of the first things that people who are downtrodden want out of life, all over the world, it's not a, only America, one of the first things they want is a, is a car. You know, how neatly I came up to that stop street. I can't even remember when I couldn't drive. Things like living out in Indiana, you know, you have nothing but flat prairies and plains. You learn to drive just about the time you learn to walk. And I can remember my old man sitting at the wheel. He was, he was incredible at the wheel of a car. The car grew out of him. It was like, it was like a, a shell on a, on, a, on a turtle or something. He'd sit in that car, you know. Oh, man, he just moved. And I'm a little kid, Jim, sitting back in the back seat. I'm watching him, learning about life. On a Saturday morning, the old man would drive down the street, you know, taking us out for a ride, going down to the A&P, that fourth-hand Oldsmobile. That baby had not had shocks for 15 years. We'd go from pothole to pothole. The old man is playing it, you know. Once in a while, the, the front end is such a shimmy. It didn't have any kingpins in it, you know. He'd hit a, he'd hit a railroad track or he'd hit a pothole. <laughs> you'd see his shoulders bulging. Boy, he didn't let that car get away from him. And then he would fall away when he'd drive. That'll take care of that one. All the while when he's driving, he's contacting the other drivers, the guys like him who grew up in cars. And their language is pouring out. The old man's looking out. Once in a while, they give a signal, you know, like that. The language is pouring out of him. It always reminds me, you know, every time I see a TV commercial. You know, there's so many TV commercials take place in a car. And I saw one not long ago. Where the station wagon showed up. White line fever. A sickness born down deep within my soul. White line fever. The years keep flying by. It was beautiful. All of my fellow, my fellow travelers. Oh, America's on the road. It's too bad you can't see up there. There's a flock of ducks in a V formation just going right over my head. Maybe you can, maybe you can pick them up out there. See them? Look at that. Beautiful. Well, there was a commercial I saw the other day. You know, it reminds me, the old man. 
beautiful scene comes on the television screen. It's in color, see? And you see these four people in the commercial. The old man, the father, see? He's a typical TV daddy, you know, the kind of sits there. You know, that kind of guy, you know, he's made out of lanolin, you know. Easy to manage, soft and silky. <laughs> this guy never gives a discouraging word to anybody. And he's completely under the thumb of everybody else in the family. Sitting next to him is his wife. Typical TV mother. She's about 13. Got this beautiful profile that's set of teeth. And you know how these TV girls are always flipping their hair back, their hair is streaming back. And they're driving along in a station wagon. And in the back seat are these two kids, you know, jumping up and down there. Typical television kids, you know. <laughs> you know, they kind of, hey, daddy, daddy, you know. And sitting in the middle of them all is this great big dog. The fantastic dog at big jowls. Looks around. He's a television dog. He's kindly intelligent. Looks a little like Bertrand Russell, you know. Looking around. And it is an American family. An American television commercial family. And I'm sitting there watching them. On my color TV set, it looks like paradise. I couldn't help but think how my family, when I was a kid, would have played that commercial. To begin with, it would have been shot in black and white. Grainy black and white, eight millimeters. And it'd come on, you know, you, you, you see it on the screen, it would come on on the screen, you know, the little sprocket holes are catching a bit. And then you see from the, the, the left side of the screen, you see this fourth-hand Oldsmobile covered with crud, hopping from pothole to pothole. Somebody's written a big four-letter word on the side, you know, in the parking lot. The old man doesn't care. He might have written it on there, I don't know. And we come popping into the scene, and here's the old man sitting there. He's got his sweaty t-shirt. Been wearing it since last Wednesday. It's Saturday morning now. That says, I'm a Chicago White Sox fan on the front of it. You know. He carried his shame proudly. He's got a two-day growth of beard. He stopped shaving late Thursday night. He figured he could stretch it through Friday, you know. And now here it is Saturday morning. We're on the way to the ball game. That's the way that scene would have been played. What do they do on a television commercial? Daddy's sitting there, and all of a sudden, you know, there's always a there's always a uh, a crisis in a commercial. Like Daddy runs away with the right guard, which is a major crisis at home. You know. That's an American crisis. Boy, what a rotten person that is! Takes the right guard right out of his own family's armpit. A guy like that would do anything. Well, here's his typical TV daddy sitting there, seeing camera dollies in on his face. And all of a sudden, he makes this face. That's TV pain. Oh, I'm suffering from... Forget that ball game, kid. Oh, I'm suffering from a severe gastric distress. A severe gastric distress. I can imagine how my old man would have said it. Forget that ball game. Oh, my God. That's the way the old man would have said it. Well, instantly, what does the, what does the wife do? It's a commercial. She reaches down into this beautiful $1,200 bond with teller bag made out of five alligators. 1200 bucks. She reaches down in there and says, here, she goes. 
you promised to shoot me. Well, again, try this. It's the product. You can hear the music swelling in the background. And the old man looks at it. See, everybody on TV, if you're a daddy, you can be 42 and you never heard a toothbrush mouthwash, you never heard a toothbrush man crap. He looks at me and says, what's that? But she says, here, try this, Philip. Chuck pops it in his mouth. Why, say? <laughs> Why, it does taste like a fine twist chocolate. Hmm. By George, I feel fine. It's an instant TV cure. Twelve and a half seconds. Guy feels great. And now they're off to the Little League game. The kids are jumping up and down. I think of the way my dad would have played that. I can just hear him hollering. But at that ball game. Oh, my God. My mother, she's sitting over there, you know, she's got these aluminum rheostats in her hair. She always wore them on a Saturday morning. She's got this Chinese red rump-sprung chenille bathrobe. It's got a little petrified egg on a lapel. She's sitting there looking out the window. The old man hollers, oh, my God. She's no wonder you slob after last night. You and Gert said you drink all the beer in the Bluebird Tavern. Slob, you should have a gut ache. Oh, knock it off! I'm learning from the manager. And then my mother reaches into her Carmen Miranda bag, you know, the one with the plastic apples and oranges, the plastic bananas all over it that she got at Montgomery Ward. She reaches down into it and takes this thing out and says, Here, try it is. You know, I said, What is? Are you out of your parents? Beat them in ah, Out the window it goes. And then, of course, my kid brother and me both start yelling, Yeah, the bargain, the bargain! He doesn't miss a beat. He doesn't even look back. He's moving that car like a massive. With one fell swoop, boom! He gets me on the side of the head. Wham! He gets the kid brother on the back of the head. That takes care of the kid. And the last scene would be a shot behind the Sherwin-Williams paint sign. The old man let me go. Lip. Something about a car. I don't know. It's, it's sex. It's freedom. It's life. It's fight. It's truth and it's beauty. It's Christopher Columbus and his galleon. It's Alan Shepard on his way to the moon. I got to admit it. I love my car. I love to drive. Look at those palms. I'll give it a little gas and start moving on out. Oh, feel that breeze blowing in from that window. I love to drive with the windows open. Yep. There ain't a man watching me tonight. Doesn't know what I'm talking about. 
الظاهر I'll die with this fever 